Ah, uh, yes. High and mighty, the SEC. But how high and, and how mighty can this Big 12, these 16 teams, make a case of being America's best conference? This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Big 12. Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas here alongside Jeff Fuller from ESPN 960 Sports Contributor over there. And look, number one, thank you, Jeff, for being here. Two, thank everybody else for making Locked On Big 12 their first lesson every single day. And Jeff, you have been at the forefront of not just realignment, but at the forefront specifically of the way that all of college football has shaken out, uh, even from brand standpoints, individual brand standpoints. So I'm sure all my polls and the votes have just driven you (laughs) insane. Uh, And I don't think anybody does analytics better than you when it comes to this kind of stuff. So I had to have you on. It is is something that I've really wanted the last couple of weeks. Glad we could do this. And let's just jump on in with the SEC, man. Is there any way this big tub? It sounds crazy. People are throwing their phones that I'm making this question even a thing. Can the Big 12 throw punches alongside the SEC? I mean, get in the ring, throw punches. Absolutely. Uh, or is it a big, heavy underdog? Sure. Uh, losing, you know, the biggest, uh, the, the blue bloods from the Big 12 to the SEC. It, it yeah. does hurt. There's no question that all those eyeballs, all those dollars, all those fans go in there. You know, they, you don't want to see that. I know a lot of uh, of the irate eight sort of love to see it because they've been sick of, uh, you know, a team that hasn't dominated on the field. Uh sort of dominating social media and sort of running the conference. But yeah, I mean, throwing punches, I, I, you know, I sort of see the big 12 as a sec in the making, um, you know, sec, smaller States, you know, not didn't start out with the, the, you know, the top academic brands in the nation, but boy, you know, fans and people and States who care, care about football, care about basketball, uh, show up. Um, you know, some people say, ah, you know, those sad people in the South and central plains, they don't have anything better to do than to go to, go to the the games. You know, of course they're going to have better attendance, but uh, I mean, uh, you know, fan engagement, you look at, uh, you know, attendance, you look at percent attendance, uh, sort of percent capacity at, uh, at the football games and the basketball games, you know, the big 12 is, you know, right up there with the big, with the sec for tops in the nation above the big, big 10 far above the ACC and way, way above what the PAC 12, you know, uh, may, may God rest their soul. Uh, look, it's looking like at this point. Yes. Uh, and, and that's, you know, I don't think it's any question as to why the PAC doesn't exist anymore. Um, you can look at the big pictures of them overvaluing themselves. We've all heard about the 50 million that they thought they were worth, <laughs> worth on yeah, the heels of turned down. Yeah, exactly. Of the big tens deal. They're like, Oh, we're the, we're, we're the little sister uh, conference of the B- big 10. We should get close to that. Yeah. They just really overvalued themselves. But when it comes down to it, you know, yes, they're in bigger, big cities. Yes. They have some, you know, historic brands, but they just didn't have the fans that cared. And, you know, COVID may have, you know, taken the mask off uh, that, you know, they were, they were hiding behind, you know, little, little play on words with COVID. Unintended. Yes. Yes. Unintended. But um, yeah, it just, it just showed where their students, where their, you know, administrators, where a lot of their fans, you know, and there are a lot of great fans there. They're just, they're not concentrated enough and it's not in a 
populated part of the country uh, relatively to the, you know, the East and the Midwest. You mentioned, and the ones that are populated, the LA markets are the ones that were leaving the conference first and foremost. And when it comes to the SEC though, and I do want to compare the big 12 to the big 10, I do want to talk more in depth on what killed the PAC 12 uh, or the PAC 12 being its own demise. But SEC wise, Jeff, you texted me. I'm going to peel the curtains back here and I'm going to read part of this text that the, the SEC and the big 12 are very similar on a somewhat smaller scale. And that the Big 12 has a lot in common with the SEC. And you already touched on that a little bit. But now you now that you said little sister, I want to I want to start connecting things. Can the Big 12 be almost that, hey, the piggyback off the SEC as a, a league that should get more respect in years to come? Absolutely. I mean, the uh, so one thing that people sort of bag on the Big 12, the new Big 12 is like there's no blue bloods, there's no big brand. And that, and that that is important. Unfortunately, you know, you look at the Big 10 and they're uh, honestly after, you know, Ohio State, Michigan and Penn State, there's not a whole lot there. There's lots of great brands. There's lots of great fans. There's big stadiums. But the bot, you know, the bot, middle to bottom of the conference is so weak. The Big 12 has a much higher floor than any other con- conference in the nation. And and that's sort of one of the good things about the SEC. There's not, you know, yeah, there's Vanderbilt, um, you know, occasionally Mississippi State or Kentucky used to be weak or South Carolina. But a lot of those brands are they're rising up too. the, the floor is pretty high in the, in the SEC as well. What the big 12 needs is some, some brands to really start cruising, uh, you know, uh, need, need to get some national, you know, get, get to the playoffs more when, when, some, win some titles, that's, that's what it, that's where respect is earned. And, you know, that's tough too, because, you know, you look at all these people who say, you know, you don't really win those national titles unless you're in the top 10 and recruiting year after yeah. year. And there's, there's some good evidence behind that. So, uh, well, we'll see. I mean, got to have fan bases that put their money where their mouth is and, and invest in NIL and raise the recruiting game and, and earn it on the field. It's it's a it's a, a tough climb. But, um, you know, Big 12's got a lot of schools who who I think are willing and wanting to make that climb. Jeff, what, what I'm hearing here is that the Big 12, the SEC, obviously the gap, the, the chasm is so large that you're probably not going to make it up, but you at least have the fervor. These teams have mostly the fervor to do so, unlike the Pac-12 that that you know even five years ago was just waddling away, wallowing away. But with, with the national championship conversation, how many does it take? Is there is there even a Big 12 team that can win a national? You just saw our best representation get beat 62 to 7. <laughs> is there a Big 12 team that can win a national championship in the next decade? Because I, I don't know if I see it. Yeah, I mean, that's it's easy to sit back and say, well, we haven't seen it, so we won't see it. But yeah, when's the last time you saw the Pac-12 team get a national championship? Yeah. Uh, does that mean no one talked about USC or think that they're a college football playoff contender right now? Uh, you're not hearing that. So it's, you know, some of these bigger brands from bigger media markets, they get the benefit of the doubt. They do mm-hmm. recruit at a higher level. Uh, but I mean, you just you. TCU just made the championship game. I know they got boat raced. I mean, we all saw that. We, you know, we might have shed a tear for the for the Big Twelve as a whole and and uh, TCU specifically. But 
just getting there, I mean, that's the first step. And, you know, can other programs make that step, make the playoff, win a game? That's how you start it. You get the ball rolling, you get the recruiting up, you get the right coaching staff, uh, and, you know, it can start rolling. I mean, we've seen it with Midwestern teams uh, from smaller markets all the time in the SEC and the old, you know, Big E, Big Eight, um, old Southwest Conference. You know, you got teams who can who can climb, and uh, you don't have to be from the biggest media markets and get all the preseason pub and praise to to do it. Jeff, you got the big Y there behind you, the BYU gear on. You're rocking today. Do you think before we get into the Big Ten? Oh my gosh, it's all BYU. It's all is that, BYU. Is that a stretch stretch Y overload. I love it. It's yeah, just the same logo thrice. Um, with, with, with BYU and, and these new eight, is that the program objectively, if you've got to go objective here, is that a program you think could rise to national prominence? I mean, I really do. There there's, you know, there's always the, uh, the naysayers who say, well, you got the honor code there and, you know, it's, it's a pretty strict honor code. You know, no premarital sex, no, you know, alcohol, drugs. Uh, a lot of the things were that are, the sine qua non of college, the college experience for, yeah. for a lot of people in a lot of colleges. So, you know, and I remember seeing a recruiting uh, 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 like desirability of different programs of all the P5 programs, and they included BYU. And I think it was last or second to last of recruits that would consider BYU. So it's, it's wow. a, you know, it's, it's a smaller group. Uh, but I mean, you know, BYU now, you know, BYU and Colorado are the last two big 12 teams to win a national title. So it, it can happen. Um, it, it has happened. Um, but uh, I mean, honestly, you just gotta, I, I think if BYU can get the ball rolling, can get recruiting better, can start winning. And, you know, we've always tried to do more with less has sort of been the BYU way, sort of be the upstart. Uh, be, you know, we've got a bigger fan base now, but didn't start that way. Yeah, I, I think it's in the Big 12's best interest to have some of the brands that the Big, uh, excuse me, the Big 10 and the SEC don't desire to be our best brands. Because, hey, I mean, yeah. if, if uh, you know, let's say if, Oklahoma State wins, you know, two national titles uh, in the next five years. Um, SEC eh, might might be interested in them. Um, mm-hmm. If you know Kansas comes up and <laughs> shocks the world, or, or you know a team like Arizona State who just made AEU status and has a massive alumni base, um, if if and enrollment, if they start really rising to the top and making the playoffs, they're going to look pretty desirable to the Big yeah. Ten. Uh, but then you've got schools like BYU or maybe even uh, TCU and Baylor, you know, religious schools don't really fit into that academic club. BYU, I mean, big brand, big school, great alumni, uh, accomplished a lot and just couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get, couldn't break door that barrier into the P5 club. Frustrating as I'll get out as a fan uh, to see and to, and to, you know, see other, you know, TCU was picked up uh, by the Big 12 before yeah. BYU was. And BYU is a much bigger fan base uh, uh, than TCU did. Um, even Utah at the time, you know, they had recent football success, but, you know, weren't nearly the, the uh, fan base and accomplished yeah. as much on the field as BYU had. And to see them picked up by the PAC 12 is just frustrating to watch that. And uh, so, but the good thing about BYU is we, we, you know, if something wonderful happens and we win a few national championships, again, we're all dreaming here. Does the big 10 want BYU? Does the SEC want BYU? I think both 
you know, fit wise, cultural fit and ge geographically. I, I don't know if either of those conferences would, would really want a BYU even being that successful. So that's why I'm saying big 12 cheer on BYU. We, we need to be, we need to be the big brand. It's because we'll stick around. Nobody else yeah. wants us. I love it. Well, Jeff, <laughs> I, I want to take that, what BYU brings into the Big 12 and what the Big 12 has with a team like BYU moving forward and then compare it to the Big 10 because I think that race is much tighter right here on Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Jeff's not going anywhere, but I got to tell you that I'm not wearing underwear. That's right. That's right. I'm not wearing underwear, and I get it. I know. I think it's gross and it's weird, but it's because I have bird dogs on. I do have pants on, and I would stand up, but it's just like a total crotch shot, so I can't do that. Bird dogs make you look good. They stretch like khaki shorts, but look better than khaki. They give you a sculpted look. Like, I, I look, waist up, you know, I don't got much going on. But then my legs, you know, people see my legs now because of the bird dogs. Like, dude, you squat, and I, I don't. I just don't. I wear bird dogs. They're like Lululemon, but they're better. They use anti-stink sweat material that keeps you cool and dry. You don't smell bad. You look good and you don't smell bad and you don't have to wear underwear. If you buy one right now, you get a free hat. I love my hat. I wear my hat sometimes, most of the times. I, I Right now, birddocs.com forward slash locked on college. What else would you do? Or enter promo code locked on college. Get a free white hat with your order. Birddocs.com forward slash locked on college or locked on college. Get a free hat when you order your bird dogs right now. Birddocs.com forward slash locked on college. Promo code locked on college. Do it. Bird dogs. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Jeff. The Big Ten and the Big 12. I get it. I get it. The Big 12 is third fiddle to everybody. They're smaller than the Big Ten. They're smaller than the SEC. But I see it. it there's, there's, this, there's the regionality-ish, I guess. Or at least the fact that this this conference makes so much more sense. It makes me think the Big Twelve is is within earshot, within within stone's throw of the Big Ten. I I think we're ahead on the field. Uh, if everybody I mean, clip it, that's going to make some people mad. There, Jeff. It, it, I mean, I mean, Big Ten has not been winning playoff games. SEC has been just destroying them. The Big Ten's been loading up on beating their weak, you know, Maryland's and Rutgers and Northwestern's and Illinois's and on and on and on. You know, just a lot of just lower, you know, just a lot of fodder. Uh, and there's there's some good teams, some good brands. They get the respect. They have great fans. They get ratings out the wazoo because of those big brands. Uh, but if you look at, I, we talked earlier about the, you know, the the lower ceiling maybe the big 12 has uh yeah. but the, the floor is so much higher uh in the big 12 than what they have in the big 10 and yes they're you know i think everyone's just saying it's these two power conferences so much far ahead of everyone else because of the money yeah. uh and the money is is no question the sec and the big 10 are, are far ahead and that that's that's a big thing i'm not trying to to minimize that at all but if 
you know, I, I look at these things called the Massey composite rating. So Ken Massey, who's a big computer ranking guru, he actually has a website that goes through and pulls all the different rating systems, all the different computer rating systems and averages them for all the FBS teams. Um, and uh, if you look at the average team rating for the Big 12, uh, it's been number two pretty much every year for the last five years. Uh, and one year even was was above the SEC. Uh, wow. The Big 10 has been number three all of those years. And then the ACC and Pac-12 have sort of fought for fourth and fifth place. Uh, so, and that's football. I mean, yeah, that's you know, wow. Basketball, I mean, you look at those average ratings, whether it's Ken Palm or the net ratings or the, the Massey. Massey does the same thing for uh, for basketball as well, does the average team ranking. And it's just, it's not, not even close. Not even close. I mean, no. yeah, you got, and you think the ACC, the ACC is still respected as a big basketball conference because they have Duke, North Carolina, Syracuse. They've got these big brands, massive fan bases. But I mean, if you're looking at what's happening on the field, and you're lo- you're looking at unbiased computers. You know you're not listening to journalists who are talking about well, you know you look and you look at who's like really highly ranked right now. You know the Pac-12 has what five or six teams, yeah. uh, and you know they're from bigger markets. They they ended well. You know some of those teams definitely deserve that. But I think part of it's just you know what the Big 12 is going to face, and always you know maybe has faced of being in the middle and not being the media darlings. Yeah, uh, just being the you know the blue collar brands that just got to, got to earn the respect on the field each year and they do earn it on the field. And then the next year it's like the reset button, you know, Oh, you know, we've only got two big 12 ranked teams in the preseason. And uh, you know, you start, you start a little bit. It's like you're, you're starting five meters behind on a hundred meter race uh, when, when you do that, but you know, big 12 sort of takes that and just says, let's go, let's, let's go earn it on the field and keeps, doesn't it keeps doing it. Jeff, the Big 12 is better at basketball on the men's and women's side. The Big 12 is better. That's objective. You just mentioned the Big 12 has been better the last handful of years in football as well. And that obviously the Big 12 is better in softball and better in baseball. I mean, sure, the Big 10's got some. SEC, SEC owns baseball. Um, Big 10 compared to the Big yeah, 10 to the Big 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Big 12 has the, the bigger brand in every. So to me, it's almost foolish that we're saying, oh, sure, they got the money. But from a conference standpoint, it's it's the Big Twelve. Athletically, it is the Big Twelve right now. That feels objective. It's tough to argue with that. Uh, and, but Jeff, does that does that change as Oregon and Washington and USC and UCLA go to the Big Ten, or does that weird fit almost give the Big Twelve another leg up? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know they're adding some schools that do really well in the Directors Cup. You know, that's sort of the all sports looking at who has the most championships, yeah. and you know, you get just as much credit for winning a water polo national championship as winning a football national championship in that ranking. So, you know, they're they're adding schools that that do really well in that. Uh, Big Twelve does okay in that, but that's you know, Big Twelve is one of the weaker of the power conferences in that ranking. But right. yeah, you're like you say that the. Revenue sports, the sports that people care about, that fans go to, uh, your baseballs, your basketball, men's and women's, uh, your so- you know softball. Uh, Big Twelve, I think, is far, far, far ahead of uh, the Big Ten, and uh, that matters. I mean, don't really compete with hockey. With them on hockey, you know, hockey is the Big Ten's uh, place, and you know they I'll give it to them. They do have some good uh, hockey events and some good environments there, but yeah, that's about that's about all. Where I say, oh yeah, that's no question. The Big Ten's got got the Big Twelve. Yeah. Well, Jeff, the Pac-12. A video killed the radio star. What killed the Pac-12? Right here on Locked On Big Twelve.
part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It is your team every day. Jeff, was it money that killed the Pac-12, or was it the Pac-12 that killed the Pac-12? <laughs> There's no question it was the Pac-12 that killed the Pac-12. They they could have survived. There's ample evidence that uh, they, first and foremost, they could have gotten better leadership than Larry Scott or got rid of him earlier. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's this hubris. It's this pride. You know, all the other bigger conferences with bigger fan bases, they're partnering with networks to make their conference networks the big 10 with with fox uh sec with uh espn and uh you know it's it's just um it's just crazy to to see that uh you know they just they just (laughs) i'm sorry i've got that's an awesome cameo <laughs> you know, they said, well, we're not going to partner with anyone. I think ESPN wanted to part with partner with them to make the Pac-12 network. And they said, no, we're going to do it on our own. We're going to keep our own money. We, we know how to do this. And that, you know, just debacle after debacle with the Pac-12 network. That's the start. Um, should have gotten Larry, rid of Larry Scott. They shouldn't have had their conference, you know, headquarters in ultra expensive, the most spe- expensive downtown in the nation in San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, let, let's just lay out thing after thing. And, and just the presidents were asleep at the wheel. I've heard about, you know, if you're going to fail, fail fast. Uh, Pac-12 failed slow and just wouldn't, I just wouldn't, uh, you know, cut it off and, and get a new leader, uh, wouldn't partner with someone. And then, and that's the long-term story. The short term, they had ESPN, you know, ready to go with them. Uh, yeah. And they said, well, we think we're worth $50 million. And the ESPN offer was apparently right around 30 million a year. And uh, yeah, they just overvalued themselves. They just, they think they are now what they were, you know, 20 years ago. And yeah. they're, they're just not the other conferences have caught up and surpassed them mostly because people in that part of the country just don't care about college sports as much as they do in the sec and big 10 country and obviously the big 12 country so that's i I just think they killed themselves uh they couldn't couldn't see what their real value was you know what's the first thing you know know thyself an important part of life is know thyself and they just did not know who they who they are right now they know who they were 20 years ago but not who they are right now so you have four teams left. I, I love that you mentioned, you know, this is a, a pro sport market. A lot of these places over out West, it is more pro sport oriented. And those are some passionate fan bases, but nobody was showing up to these college games. Attendance was terrible. Jeff, now these four teams left. Do they, do they exist in a conference? What's going, I mean, th- these teams don't know where they're going to play in 2024. What, what happens now? Yeah. I mean, everyone's waiting for Stanford to do something. Uh, again, I think, you know, people are just baffled, just these, yeah old school academic types are just bewildered that nobody wants Stanford. It's like, have you seen a Stanford football game in the last five years? Um, The stands are empty. You know, they, they actually, over the last five years, they are number 15. I think it was 15 or 17th in the nation for total revenue. Um, And and I'm just like, how are they doing that? Which is not bad. 
Huh. I know that's really good, but it's their donors and they have uh, 20 years ago, their academic endowment. So just people who have given money to sit there and to earn money and to fund scholarships and to earn interest. It was $270 million 20 years ago. It's uh, reported to be close to a billion dollars right now, just their academic endowment. So they're just, you know, they're just making interest. They have a good year in the market and they're, they don't need to sell a single ticket and they're going to make money. So yeah. It's uh, so that money is not the problem with Stanford, but it's just, uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dad, dad uh, it's a great here, cameo. Huh? <laughs> I, uh, Jeff, well, before we get you out of here, then <laughs> yeah. the, um, the, the death of the pac 12 and uh, obviously the life of the big 12, are you disappointed at all? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> death of the pac 12, the, the life of the big 12. Are you disappointed at all? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm maybe a, a little less kind as as most. Um, there's a lot of tradition, a lot of great schools that, but you know, as a BYU fan who just you know get, being the butt of jokes of Pac-12 teams, you know, we, they they wanted to schedule us, wanted our fans, you know, sell our fans to buy their tickets to fill help fill up their stadiums. They just wouldn't let us in the club. We weren't the right fit. There's a lot of reasons behind that. We won't go into those, but it's, it's, you know, partially political, but, um, you know, cultural fit is the the thing we say nowadays, but, um, you know, I just view it as a life lesson that, you know, you, you, that they, they would have, if they would have added teams like BYU, like, you know, Baylor, TCU, uh, Oklahoma state, when, Texas and Oklahoma left, they could have added a handful of schools and, and they would, they'd be a, an existing yeah. conference now, but uh, they just thought they were too good and, and didn't need any help. And they were just better than uh, the unwashed masses from the, the religious people and the, the, you know, the rubes from the, the Midwest, the, the Hicks and yep. just didn't want to be associated with those people. So maybe I should be more kind and more Christian on that, but Hey, you know, that's that's just what happens when did it to yourself, you know. I yep, mean, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, Jeff. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. Uh, man, thank you so much for joining this show. I would love to have you on a consistent basis because the work that you do, how how knowledgeable I can be about realignment and just college athletics on the whole because of the the research and work you do is spectacular. Please tell people where to find you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JJ Fuller 72 at Twitter is what I do most of the stuff. Uh, I've written a series of articles that's listed at ESPN60.com, ESPN60sports.com. Excuse excuse me. If you just look up uh, Jeff Fuller and, uh, you know, Pac-12 media deals, it's a series of seven articles that was pretty much comparing the Big 12 and the the Pac-12 and why the Big 12 got a media deal and why the Pac-12 was struggling. And it's pretty detailed. It's sort of overkill in several areas, but there's a lot of data there. And I just like to throw out data, uh, just metrics, uh, look at fan uh, fan base sizes, look yeah. at revenue, all, all kinds of stuff. So find me there and appreciate the opportunity to come on this great show. Love Locked On Big 12. Absolutely. That's Jeff Fuller. Jeff, thanks again. And for everybody out there, thank you making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. Come back tomorrow and on Friday and every day after that. Uh, We got a lot of great guests lined up as football season starts this weekend here on Locked On. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. Big 12. And we're out. We'll be right back. 